Hello, I'm Mike Hamlet, pastor of First Baptist North Spartanburg, South Carolina. I want to say congratulations to Colonial Heights Baptist Church on your 100th anniversary. What a tremendous time you've had as a church. I knew that when Randy and Karen came there to serve as the pastor at your church, that there was tremendous potential in that area. But what you've accomplished is truly amazing. And the truth of the matter is, it's only the beginning. Because of your hard work, because of your love for the Lord, His Word, for one another, and for the loss of that community, God is using you to make a difference. You're a blessing, not only to those in the community, but to that state and to the Christian community all across this country. I hope this is going to be a wonderful celebration. We love you and appreciate you and want the best for you at this very glorious and happy time. God bless you. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Mike Hamlet. Welcome. Good morning, Heights family. That was uh, Mike Hamlet, very special person in my life. I've known him since I was about 12 years old. He was a associate pastor of a, of a church I was growing up in, and I ended up going and serving under him as an associate pastor for almost 12 years. And he actually has a little bit longer history with the Heights Baptist Church than I do, like about one day longer. Because uh, when the search committee was going to uh, track me down and call me, they called him first. So uh, he knows this church, loves this church, and uh, keeps us in, in his prayers. And grateful for that as we continue today our celebration of 100 years here at the Heights. And boy, what a kickoff off last week, huh? What a tremendous day we had. And you know, we tell you something great. We're, we're here. We are. We're celebrating history and didn't even realize last Sunday we were going to make history. Uh, last Sunday, of course, there was all this activity going on in here, right? But all through our, our uh, and I'm going to use all the words that people use right here, Sunday school, Bible fellowship, life group, small group, whatever you want to call it. Last Sunday, we had the largest attendance in our life groups that we've ever had in the history of this church. We, we had, listen to this. We had 1,779 people in small groups last Sunday morning. I mean, that's more than some of our attendants are for the whole church in the summertime. <laughs> that's incredible. And of course, while that was going on, we had 36 people respond to the gospel and were baptized last Sunday morning here at this campus. We had one baptized at our Midlothian campus. Then after church, we, we walked out and 12 more people went to the desk back there and uh, became members of the church, one of those by baptism. And then uh, when the Midlothian campus got together Wednesday night, I guess there was so much talk about what had gone on Sunday morning. You know, you wonder sometimes how things go across, you know, some of what they do is live, some is watching us. And uh, they had three more people Wednesday night joined the church, one of those by baptism. So, I mean, that's about as great a way to start off a celebration uh, as I can imagine. Amen? 
And so today we continue, today, day two or, or Sunday number two of our six weeks. If you're new, the reason six, because that's kind of a weird number to, to be celebrating. Well, we have six core values, values that we believe have made us a hundred years strong, the values that define what we are. And so as we celebrate our church, we're looking at each one of these values. And today that value is life shaped by the word. That's, that's the value uh, of the Heights Baptist Church. And, you know, when I think of the word, there's so many passages we could go to that talk about the importance of the word of God to our lives. One that preachers like, one that I like as a preacher is Ezra chapter 7 verse 10. It says, for Ezra had set his heart. Look at, look at that phrase, set his heart. You know, your heart is set on something right now. It may just be to get through Sunday (laughs) or get ready for the weekend. But every one of us, our heart is set on something. Ezra set his heart on the Word of God to study it, to do it. I love that, right? We want to do it. We want to obey it before we start talking about it. But number three, we do want to talk about it. We want to share it. And obviously there's an idea there of what a, of what a preacher does, preaching the word. But folks, we're teaching a lesson every Sunday when we leave here. Our, our lives are showing how the word has shaped it. And prayerfully, hopefully, as you and I go out there and live God's word, we're showing the beauty, the power, the wisdom of God's word and how we live. Amen. That's the idea, right? That, that's the idea. And so that's a, that, that is a core value of the Heights Baptist Church. And sadly, that is not a core value for way too many churches in America today. Even whole denominations. And I, I would suggest it is why so many churches are failing in America today. Listen, without God's word, we have no voice for our culture. Without God's word, we have no voice for the society around us. And, and what's amazing here, I mean, I would say this is our core value. And, and do you know there was a season, praise the Lord, it was a very short season, but there was a season where the Heights Baptist Church waffled on where we were on the word of God. But you know, in 1985, God brought a man to this church at that pretty profoundly said from this pulpit and all throughout this church, we're going to preach and we're going to teach and we're going to live by the word of God. As, as a matter of fact, I have that pulpit right here. <laughs> this is the uh, this is the piece of wood that stood right at the pulpit uh, in the 1923 church. So we're 100 years old. 70 of those 100 years were in one building. We've had several buildings, but uh, this, is, this is the one where 18 preachers, I never stood on this spot, but 18 pastors, preachers stood there before me uh, in, the, in the life of this church. And thinking of all those pastors and the role that the uh, perhaps the pulpit plays in us being a church that values the Word of God. We got kind of a neat opportunity here, especially since Scott is here. Scott and is, is Dale. Yes, I was thinking, where's Dale? Uh, come on up here. Um, and, and you're going to meet Terry in, in just a second. But, uh, you know, if a church is 30 or 40 years old, it's probably not that hard to do this. But with a church that's 100 years old, and as I said, has had 19 senior pastors in that 100 years... 
with two worship pastors, and, and they play the same role I do in bringing us the Word of God. You present the Word of God through an act of worship, and, and Terry and I through, through preaching. Uh, One-third of the history of this church is right here, because Scott was with us just a handful of days shy of 20 years, and, and Dale's a couple months shy of 10 years, so 30 years. Terry, you're going to meet in a moment, 17 years. I've now been here over 17 years, so Terry and I are over 34 years, because senior pastors are always a little bit more committed than the worship pastors. <laughs> so Terry and I said, we're going to give 34, y'all, you just do their 30 and we'll be happy. Don't whisper to each other. <laughs> so, but uh, that, maybe that just means something to me, but in 100 years, one-third of that pulpit uh, we get to have with us today and appreciate you guys being here and being that visible illustration for us and uh, we'll, 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 you'll get a chance to talk with Scott a little bit more later. But uh, Terry, we're, we're going to meet now. Terry was the pastor here from 1985 to 2001 and it was our desire that he would physically be standing here with us, but some health challenges made that a little bit difficult to do, especially travel-wise more than anything. And so, uh, man, really wanting him to be a, a part of this, I had an opportunity to sit down with Terry about a week and a half ago, I think, on FaceTime and uh, be able to talk with him. And really, I, I, I asked him the same questions I, I would have been asking him if he was up here with us today, and, and we got that recorded. And, and are going to be able to share that with you. And, and I know as we do that, you know, that all through this room, there, there's going to be people that this is really going to bring back some precious memories uh, of your life in this church and of, a, of, of somebody that maybe really ministered to you. Of course, there's going to be a whole lot of people in here for whom this name, this face, you don't recognize it. it. It's not something that you know. But it's such a reminder with all that we enjoy here and all that we get to do here and what the Lord is doing here that it didn't start here. There's, there's characters that came before us. There's chapters that came before us in our story and set up for today. And so I think it's really of tremendous value for us as a church family to be able to connect uh, with one of those prior chapters. So you turn your attention to the screen and, and meet Terry Harper. All right. Well, again, good morning, church family. And, and obviously, when I say good morning, it's, it's now to you, uh, Terry. It's sure good to have you here with us. And I've already introduced to our congregation uh, the idea of the name Terry Harper. And uh, Terry being the pastor here from 1985 to 2002. And, and of course, Terry, as you know, we're celebrating a hundred years here at the, the Heights Baptist Church and something that makes me, I don't know, maybe it's just important to me, just so excited and so proud as I stand here with, with you and Scott and, and with Dale. You know, Scott and Dale make up 30 years of that hundred of the worship ministry of this church from the pulpit. And of course, you and I make up 34 years of the hundred years of the of the pastorate ministry, and I, I'm just so, I'm proud to be included in this group of three, and uh, Terry, I, I know so many people, you know, to say the words Terry and Cheryl Harper, that, that means so much to so many, 
And of course, we have a lot of people here for whom those names you, you maybe haven't heard before or don't know. But uh, Terry and, and Cheryl had a, an incredible ministry here for 17 years. And I've, I've said I know to you more than once, Terry, uh, I felt like there was some things that I got to be and that I got to do here, especially in my first year or two of ministry, that honestly, I don't know what the church was thinking letting me do that. And I realized pretty quickly, they had a faith in me and a trust in me that I hadn't earned. I, I was living off of the allowance of Terry Harper. I, I was living off of a, uh, a faith in a pastor, a love for the pastor that, that really you had, had won for me, Terry. And I know I've had an opportunity to thank you for that a couple of times, but right now this seems like such a great opportunity. I, I know Scott and I, uh, or Dale and I both, are so proud and so grateful for the ministry that, uh, that you, that Scott Perkins handed to us as, as we began to lead this incredible church. Now, it is a great church, and it's a church with a tremendous history. But, uh, Terry, I, I really believe you, you, you are a fork in the road for, for the 100-year history of this church. And uh, you, you really took us in a way, I think, that is very profound and, and really laid the groundwork for so much of what we're doing now and experiencing now. Terry, tell the, the church family a little bit about what, what was going on here in 1985 and and what did you feel like god was calling you to lead this church to be and do well it was an interesting time that is for sure uh, i was um pastoring there in the neighborhood kind of i was down at waverly virginia right right and uh one day i got a call from uh, a fellow named garland baird and uh a few of the folks that are there probably still remember him. Oh, yeah. he, was, he was a great man. And he called me up on the phone. We started chatting, visited for a while, explained who he was and so forth. He was at the time uh, uh, chairman of the deacons. And so uh, we discussed uh, things about the church and things that are going on and so forth. And then he said, I've got something I want you to pray about. I said, oh, sure. Uh, what's that? And he said, I want you to pray about becoming pastor of this church. Oh, wow. Well, <laughs> could have knocked me over with a feather. I said, really? He said, yes. And, of course, I wasn't uh, necessarily thinking about leaving uh, Waverly. I'd, I'd been there five years, had a wonderful ministry. Okay. He said, I want you to pray about becoming the pastor of this church. I just believe maybe God wants you to be here. And we talked about that a while and uh, visited on. And, and then he prayed on the phone with me. And uh, he said, just pray about this and think about it. I said, okay. And so we hung up the phone. And uh, I, I, of course, shared with my wife what he'd called about and so forth. And uh, we uh, did pray about it. And finally sat down with the committee uh, once to discuss it. And then I met with that committee uh, several times before yeah. we finally uh, agreed to go before the church. And uh, we, we, we did that. And uh, it was just an overwhelming burden on my heart that God was calling me there. Mm -hmm. So we uh, uh, left Waverly where we had some wonderful friends and uh, a great experience, and came moved moved to Colonial Heights, and and 
and didn't know all that we were getting into, but uh, <laughs> but but we came to be their pastor and to to work there with them and uh, began to see the Lord move and work and people get saved and so forth. Yeah, and I believe a big part of your ministry was was preaching the word. You you wanted to build a church that 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 believed God's word is what we're anchored out of. Isn't that right? Yes. When when we came, uh, there was a, a group of people there, and I, I did not know uh, their position on the Word, but I knew God had called me to preach the Word and to be faithful to the Word. Yeah. And so we began, we began doing everything we could to build the life of the church around the Word of God. Uh-huh. If there was, there was a Sunday school class, I wanted to know if they were focused on the Word, if they were preaching the Word. And uh, if 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 not, I wanted to know about that. And uh, uh, we we just soon decided that there was not going to be a class in the church that wasn't preaching the word, wow. uh, teaching the word, you know. And so, uh, if so, if it was, it would not ex- exist the next year. And so, wow. <laughs> <laughs> so that 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 created some. I bet uh, you had people that had some prayers for you. <laughs> Yeah, that was a lot of experiences there, I tell you. But uh, every class was to build on the Word. You know, that that makes so much difference in everything else about you, what you believe and what you do. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And and, and Terry, as I understand, you know, you weren't only seeking to lead a church that was grounded in the Word, but... You know, there was some challenges and issues even outside the church and, and throughout our state. And I, as I understand the history, you, you kind of played a role in, in really the whole state of Virginia, all of our Southern Baptist churches, thinking about, hey, what role is the Word of God? T- tell us a little bit about that. Well, uh, we were involved in the, in the BGAV, the Old State Convention, yeah. and uh, had been there for years, and we were involved in that. And the church gave... Uh, a rather large sum of money to that every year in our mm-hmm. budget, and uh, I began to see that 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 was not standing on the word of God. I found this out when I was in college. You know, we would have okay. issues okay. issues come up. And uh, I went to Bluefield College, and then I went to Averett College. Both are, are were Virginia Baptist schools, and uh, they would not take a stand. Uh, on anything, it just it just really burdened me that we were participating in that and they were not taking a stand. And so we decided to uh, we, we began to uh, pray about should we have another convention in the state? And yeah. uh, you know that was just a, a heavy burden on my heart. And we prayed about that and began moving in that direction. And I was uh, a leading uh, one of the leaders in that in the state and. Uh, was we prayed about that and sought, sought the Lord. Uh, and, and eventually our church began setting aside our money and we did not, we did not send it to them. We held it in an account that later became, uh, a, a sizable contribution to the state convention. That was very helpful because it helped them to get off to a great start with, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and so forth. So, uh, that was a, uh, it was a marvelous time. Uh, it was a time of a lot of pain too. But we we worked yeah. through that, and uh, and then the uh, they established as a fellowship first, and then uh, later de- uh, they became a state convention. Okay. And 
of well, which you served as the first president. Is that correct? Yes, that's yeah. right. So if I could just interrupt and bring everybody a little bit up to speed here on, on the history. So we have a national convention, the Southern Baptist Convention. And uh, I want to say every state, but when you get up into the north or you get up into the west, uh, there's actually some conventions that will be three or four states. But but most of the states in the house and the south have a state convention. So there's there'd be one convention for every state. And uh, so what what Terry and a handful of others did was actually quite historic in the hundred plus year years of the state conventions is to lead to starting a a new convention, a second state convention. Uh, and again, kind of back centered around this, we're, we're going to take our stand on what the Word of God teaches. We believe the Word of God. That's where we, that's where our decisions and directions come from. And uh, man, we're just, you know, I, I think about our appreciation to you today uh, as a pastor of a church, but but even also the, the role you played for our for the whole state of Virginia, uh, and the SBC of Virginia now is a uh, you know that's a state convention that that literally about every convention in the country is looking to for the model that they they've run. That's exactly right. They're, they're leading the way, I think, setting the pace for what we're going to yeah. to be, be in the future. Yeah. And, uh, of course, we've seen some change take place here since I've been here at the state convention. Right. We're here at the state convention. And, and, I, and I don't think they know that. When you left Colonial Heights, it was to become the executive director or the leader of the uh, state convention of West Virginia. Yes, that's exactly right. That's exactly yeah. right. And you served and how the, long in that position? I served, uh, I believe I served uh, 14 years. Wow. Uh, here, yeah, and then and then retired. Oh, that's great. Well, hey, listen, back to the heights for a moment. Um, with all the challenges that you had, uh, you know, as you were working on, you know, six, seven, eight years of being pastor here, the church was really beginning to experience some dynamic growth, and and y'all went on to build a a, a building. Um, tell us a little bit about that time in the in the life of our history. Well, that was a great time. When when I came to the church, uh, our offices were still over in the little house uh, next oh, wow. door. Oh, wow, okay. <laughs> and uh, I'd go to the office every day there in that little house. And uh, um, so we eventually grew to the point we tore that down. And, okay. And, I, I, that's news to me. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so it was, it was just so many things that, that, that changed through the years. Uh, there, but uh, one of the things was our building that we were meeting in uh, was an old auditorium, and uh, it really, as we grew, it became it became full. There was no no question about it. The church was full. The auditorium was full. We even had some uh, of the orchestra standing up there in the in the upper parts of the balcony, yeah. the, the, the balcony playing. You know? I did hear yeah. that. Yeah, it was it was really weird. So uh, I realized that that. Um, we were going to have to have more room, and we began praying about that and thinking about it. Had a committee working on it, and so forth. And uh, finally, we came to the point we were ready to get the church to to vote uh, to to build this new building. And uh, one day, a fellow came to me uh, who was a very active member of the church and a very fine uh, man who who uh, taught 
the largest Sunday school class in the church. He was a very effective teacher of the Word of God and so forth. But he came came to the office one day to meet with me, and we sat down and talked uh, about a number of things. And uh, uh, finally, he said, uh, "I want to talk to you about this building you've been you've been mentioning." And I said, "Okay." Yeah. And, uh, he said, uh, uh, "I'm not in favor of that." And I said, "Oh, you're not?" He said, "No." Uh, I just don't think that now's the right time for us to enter into this. And uh, I said, well, why would you feel that way? And uh, he shared several things, this, that, and the other. And uh, I was sitting there listening mostly and praying and saying, Lord, just give me the words to speak to this deacon, this this good man. I know he knows you and so forth. And um uh, I finally, I, I said to him after he had shared several things, I said, uh, I said, well, you know, I want to say this uh, lovingly to you, but um, everything you've shared with me is important, but God has not called you here to lead this church. Mm. He's called you here to be in the church. And uh, he has placed on my shoulders to lead this church at this time. And God has told me that we need a building, and now's the time. Wow. And uh, so uh, the Lord spoke that through me, uh, I think, in as much love as I've ever spoken. And uh, so he said, well, it looks like we're going to disagree. And I said, well, I hate that, but uh, uh, if you're going to be in that position, we will have to disagree. So I thought maybe we'd take that to the church and vote and he'd get on board and we'd all go forward. But the next Sunday he wasn't there. Uh, and he went to a neighboring church yeah. and, and took uh, a, a good portion of that large Sunday school class with him. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and his entire family. I, I think I had and, heard about some of that. And the, and the next Sunday was, uh, it, it, it was terrible. It was like a, it was like uh, we were having a funeral service, you know. Oh gosh, yeah. it was just it was just terrible. So we went through the service, got through, and and uh, I acknowledged that there were some folks that weren't there that day, and I was sorry for that. And we'll pray for them, and and as we pray for ourselves, we closed the service out, and I went on home, and uh, I just felt that we really needed to pray, and we had a special prayer meeting that was going on. Uh, uh, I know Mike is on your staff there too now. Mike was uh, Mike Osborne, yes, because yeah, uh-huh. he was at the church at the time. We met that uh, that week, and we had a, a really poured out our hearts to God. And all through the week, we we prayed. Every time we got together with somebody, we'd pray. People were praying, and uh, the next Sunday morning came. Those people still were not back, but we we had the greatest service you've ever seen. Yeah. Uh, the spirit was lifted, the bondage was gone, we had complete freedom, and we celebrated the Lord Jesus. It was an exciting time. Wow. And uh, it, and from that day forward, that's the way it's been. Nice. And the, most of those folks did not come back to the church. A few of them did. Um, but um, most of them did not come back, and we went on forward. And this man had, uh, he, he had uh, grown, grown, uh, grown children in the church yeah and and they left with him and grandchildren and, and others there but in a way we worked through that we had to, we had a great victory 
and and from that day forward, the the bondage was gone. We had a freedom to rejoice and to sing and to celebrate, and it was a, it was really a glorious time. And uh, it was like our fetters had been taken off of us. Yeah, we had freedom. Yeah, and uh, I would say that uh, from that point forward, we had a freedom in the church that we had not had. Man, that's incredible. And the, the Lord said to me. You're going to have freedom here to grow a church. And wow, and, did you? Yeah. <laughs> so people just started coming and, and finding God, finding the Lord, and, and getting, getting saved. saved. That yeah. was an exciting time. Wow. And, and you know, churches, we hear these stories, and, and they can seem like a while back, but... You know, the, the church has challenges. It has difficulties. And uh, yeah. sometimes there's not always agreement. But, yeah. you know, that was that was worked through. That was prayed through. Unity was sought. Unity was found. And, again, I just want to keep saying this theme. So much of what we enjoy, what we experience, you know, there's a backstory to that. And, and we're seeing today, we're hearing some of that backstory. Well, D- Jerry, one other thing. Uh, just kind of in closing, what would be... What would be your word of challenge, your word of encouragement uh, to this church family as we continue what what you sought to bring to the Heights Baptist Church? Well, you know, Randy, you spoke about the fact that uh, that uh, we've uh, led the church there in love, and uh, as we began, since I've been up here and I followed the church somewhat, through, yeah, through uh, your newsletter and so forth. I've noticed some exciting things happening. You're, uh, I've seen you give assignments to classes to launch out and do things uh, uh, to minister to the community. That's what we're supposed to be about. Right, absolutely. And then uh, uh, taking trips on mission trips, going overseas and many places here in this country. And uh, uh, just so many things God is using that church for. It, it's expanded. Its ministry has expanded greatly. And, of course, your number has has uh, just taken off. Um, but I remember um, one day as I was in the office and uh, someone uh, sent me a newspaper clipping or something about the fact that you all were... Um, you were you're going you're gonna to build again, you know. I was excited. Oh, yeah, yeah. I thought you needed a uh, needed additional building, and um, I was wondering what you were going to do with the old building and so forth. And as I began, so, as I was reading this article, it was telling me that you were going to relocate, and um, I said, "Well, what are they going to relocate for? They've got a wonderful building there. That's beautiful, <laughs> marvelous building." And yeah. I started to recycle this thing. You know, I said. I thought about that for about a minute, you know? Yeah. And, and then the Lord said to me, you remember that day you had that meeting with this brother about what was going to happen in the church? And he was oh, still, wow. living, he was still living in the past and you were living in the future. And, uh, you need to be careful here because your the responsibility for this church is no longer on your shoulders. Mm. It's, it's on the shoulders of Randy Hahn. And he is leading that church as God as God directs. And so from that point forward, I did not have a negative word to say about what you were doing. And I recall uh, seeing something of, of the crane in there tearing the building down. I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> but that's, that's what it takes. And I think that's what it takes now. 
you've got to have a new vision. You know, if we if we want to keep everything just like it is, we're living in yesterday. Mm. And if we're going to live for God today, we've got to build for the future. And uh, so I would encourage the people there to continue to to allow you to dream big and to focus big and go forward and don't just settle where you are as wonderful as that is god's got a better tomorrow wow. and uh, i was up here trying to launch a convention to start new churches and to reach new people that's what that's what my my role was then and your role was to lead this congregation and i did not have any clue which way he was going to lead you yeah. and he led, led you has led you in wonderful ways you've got a multi-campus now and uh other things so many wonderful things that i probably don't even know about but many things that god is using this church for and uh as you go forward dream those big dreams and new dreams for tomorrow uh that he would bring you to and always have that on your mind and and mainly have have your mind on the word of god uh, thy word have i hid in my heart that I might not sin against God. That was the verse the Lord continued to quote over and over in my in my mind and heart as I was we were going forward, and to build on the Word of God. Uh, if we follow the Word and build on the Word, we can do great things for God. Well, Terry, I uh, I sure hope you've been a blessing to everybody else, but you, you you've been such a blessing to me, and and you know. Uh, we we didn't rehearse this. I, I I don't I didn't know what his answers were going to be today, and and Terry to hear you say that about the building because honestly the 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 work uh, down there at two thirty one Chesterfield Avenue I do still remember the address uh, that that work and that building was incredible and really un, unparalleled in our community and and there we were s- sell, selling it off and it. It being torn down, and I'll be honest with you, Jerry, you're the one person I didn't want to see. I was like, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to have to answer to that. And uh, I, I'm telling you something. I, I appreciate your word. I feel like I just heard something, uh, as you, I've already talked about today, hearing something right from the Lord. But uh, we love you here. We still talk about you and think highly of you. And, of course, when I say you, is there any chance Cheryl is nearby? Can she say hi? Yes, yes, let me get her. Cheryl? Excuse me. I I know that so many in our church would love to be able to see her face. Oh, yes. Well, she wants to speak to her. She's coming. I hear her coming down the hallway now. Come on in. (laughs) I have to get hey, Cheryl. Hi, Pastor Han. How, How are you doing? doing? All right. It's good to I see have you. To get oriented to where I'm looking. I just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you That's look not... wonderful today. Thank you. Yeah, I tell you, and, and no surprise to you, uh, Terry has been been challenging and encouraging to us, and drawing us back to His Word and, and letting the Lord speak and. We've been celebrating that, and, and your name has come up several times because I know right. so often what Terry was going through, and he went through some challenging times, and there's a wife that stands there and watches those difficulties and challenges, and we're, we're so appreciative of you. Thank you. Well, I uh, just wanted to express to everybody uh, a hello from me, uh, for those who are at Colony Heights Baptist today. Uh, it's such a great honor for me to 
uh, tried to express, but over, overwhelming feeling to uh, express my gratitude to each of you, allowing our family to be a part of your lives in so many ways for 17 years. Yeah. Um, he um, was some good and some sorrows. Uh, but a few favorite words that come to my mind are faith and families, preaching and praying, food and fellowship, music and special memories. If I might be allowed to just mention a few of those special mem memories, I so enjoyed working with the children, the youth, the ladies, yeah. uh, the seniors, and the single again, even at one time. Uh, I especially loved working with all the ages in music because that's so special and dear to my heart. And I uh, have excused my voice a little bit, but uh, due to my throat problems, uh, a very special highlight for Terry and me both was when they sent us on a cruise uh, for our 10th anniversary there. And it was a once-in-a-lifetime adventure for yeah. us. I'll never forget the two mission trips that I took with eight very special ladies uh, to the to uh, Alamorada, the First Baptist Church, in uh, 1999 and 2000. We went there and did uh, vacation Bible school, the Florida Keys. They teased us and said, oh, y'all must be going on a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> that is a nice vacation spot. <laughs> yeah, but God really blessed. And uh, what a special time the years were for our family. God blessed us with three precious children, Derek, Carla, and Allison. And I thank everyone for your kindness, your love, and your support to our kids and for your influence in shaping their lives in so many ways. He also blessed us with three great in-laws and seven great grandkids—not wow. great, just grandkids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're great. They're our pride and joy. And those of you who uh, know me know that I always called uh, Terry my little Billy Graham. He is still and forever will be my favorite preacher, uh, next to God. Next to uh, him, it, he was my. My gift from God, uh, Terry was. I was so blessed and thankful to that he allowed me to serve with him for about 40 years in um, three different states and five different places. He blessed us both with reasonably good health. I'm so thankful. And my greatest hope is that the people there were able to see Christ through my life and service to him and not see me and just keep telling his story continue shining his light in this dark world i love every one of you and i wish god's blessings on each of you and your families thank you most of all for your prayers for us and thank you for including us. Oh, absolutely. Gosh, we, we, it wouldn't be a celebration without Terry and Cheryl Harper. Thank you guys so much for your time today. And uh, just know that, that thousands of people are, are very encouraged and challenged by you and, and getting to enjoy the reward of your 17 years of ministry here at the Heights Baptist. Hope you guys have a great day and we'll be in touch soon. Okay. Thank you. Okay. Take care. Bye-bye. Yeah. <clears throat> that was great, wasn't it? 
and, and I hope you were encouraged and challenged. You know, you, you, you heard her say that her husband was her favorite preacher. Just to balance the record there, I'm Karen's favorite preacher. I, I'm, you know, just not, yeah, make that clear. So, uh, hey, you know, folks, I, I just want to conclude with this. We, we still believe the Bible is the Word of God at the Heights Baptist. That is the value of this church. And we're going to take our direction from it, whether we're talking about an individual life or we're talking about who and what we are as a, a group. We're, we're going to be a life shaped by the Word. And, you know, when I look into this Word, I see that it, it tells me how much God loves me, but something needs to be fixed. And it tells me how to be saved. It tells me how to come into a relationship with God. It tells me the role that believer's baptism plays in that. It tells me the role that being involved with a church family plays in that. You know, if those are questions that you have today, uh, I want to encourage you to get them answered. As we walk out these doors and uh, head to the back there, right in the center, there's a, there's a big window and there's a desk in front of it. And there's some folks there that would love to have the opportunity to sit down with you for just a few moments and be able to talk with you about how you can begin a relationship with Christ or follow Him in baptism or become a part of this church family. I sure hope you'll take advantage of that today. If you're a guest with us today, boy, I can't think of a better time for you to, to be visiting than last week, this week, just really getting a real picture of who and what we are. And we're so glad you're here worshiping with us today. And if this is your first time here, we've got a, a gift for you. We've actually got some information we'd love to be able to give you about the church and uh, comes with a, a, a gift. And so if you'll go to that same desk right there in the center and uh, tell them this is your first time here, they'll, they'll get that to you. And want to invite all of our, your, our guests, uh, whether it's your first time or otherwise, I'd love the opportunity to meet you and I'll be out there in the center for a bit. I hope you'll come by and say hello. Um, you know, as we've uh, had the the hundred year seal up uh, on the doors. We've had some great compliments about this, and of course, we turn everything into something you can drink out of or wear or something like this. So we've had some questions. Hey, are y'all going to make this out of that? And three times, this is great. Three times this week, I was literally asked, "Have y'all thought about making a, a, a car, a window decal?" out of that seal. And I thought, well, I'm so glad you asked because yes, we have. We've got thousands of them and uh, they're for free for everybody here. Go out there, any of the desks out there. We have the kind you can, if you've got tinted windows that you can stick on the outside and if you've got clear windows, the clings that go on the inside. So go out there and get that. And uh, now if you're going to get one, man, what an opportunity for us to celebrate with our whole community, what we're celebrating here. But if, if you put that on the back of your car, don't maybe cut people off quite as much. We don't want them waving at our seal. Okay, so uh, keep that in mind, but uh, go out there and get those. Word on the street is this might actually turn into a, uh, a uh, Christmas ornament in the future. So we'll we have to get to the fall to find that out. But uh, so we're going to be having a lot, a lot of fun with that. Guys, remember, as we get up and leave here, we've got the challenge, same challenge every single Sunday as we walk out those doors. And that's to take the word we've heard and live it for our community. They need it, don't they? And it's not our job to scold them. It's our job to live it in front of them. Amen? Amen. God bless you guys. Have a great week. Oh, wait, wait. Scott and Cindy will be out there. And Ryan and Aaron, Ryan and Aaron will be also. Y'all guys quit. Go before they get out ahead of you. Uh, they're going to they're gonna be out there. Please go by and say hello to them.